Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Bibi. I'm an anxiety coach and I help professionals end anxiety permanently. You're listening to Cut to the Chase with the one and only Gregory Proctor. Hello everyone, this is your host, Gregory Proctor. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 31, Anxiety. Anxiety will never change the outcome. Every single human being on this planet has spent at least one day worrying about something. I can raise my hand on that. And it's not perfectly reasonable, and sometimes we are all prone to, but no matter How much we suffer, the final results are never affected by the state of mind. That was from Diane Harris. Anxiety is in your body. It's your body's natural response to stress. It's a feeling of fear and apprehension about what's to come because sometimes we don't know. As we're dealing with COVID now, there's a lot of uncertain things going on out there. It represents the first day of school, going to a job interview, giving a speech, maybe even feeling nervous or fearful about giving that speech. So one good fun fun fact that comes out of all this is anxiety affects about 40 million adults. That's almost one in five. And I'm thinking to myself here, to my special guests, I've got four in my family. So that means the likelihood of one of us, we probably already have anxiety. So to our special guests, as I'm going to introduce her to our listeners today, Our special guest today is Bibi. She was once a successful interior designer who traveled the world. She had a lot of success and found out later on in life that she had a calling to serve others. Now Bibi is an anxiety coach, helping professionals to end anxiety permanently. Her backstory started when she was outside thinking about how to live her best life, living in a place such as London, Italy, Vancouver, working as an interior designer for some of the most luxurious brands in the world. And I think when I first met her, we were talking about some of those brands and I was actually flabbergasted because some of those stores, to be frankly honest to our listeners, I would never be able to afford to go in and buy anything. But on the inside, she was battling, battling an extreme phobia of a disease, very much like cancer, which is anxiety. She visited many therapists and coaches around the world. When when she moved into coaching and, and coaching therapists, she will eventually find that joining seminars, self-paced courses, and other books would be able to kind of help her move forward in a manner where she would be, begin to cope and deal with the anxiety. So after eight years of hard work, never giving up on herself, she can say that basically she overcame her fear of blockage. Bibi holds a master's degree in interior architectural from Florence Design Academy, as well as a bachelor in interior design foundation for design from the Art Institute of Vancouver. A superb individual in finding the root cause of anxiety in her clients and working her way up to fulfill a healing practice. Bibi believes everything started with the mind. Therefore, she has worked hard to receive her practitioner's license, not only in hypnosis, but from the most prestigious banner and grinder uh, establishment. She's also 
truthfully suffered, excuse me, she also understands the true suffering of her clients and people with anxiety because she's lived with that firsthand. Having lived through intense anxiety, BB has now freed of anxiety for four wonderful years, not only living her best possible life, but also bringing that healing practice and that experience to the forefront to help others. And so today, before we get into some of our topics, and I know a lot of people are going, Greg, you're just blab, 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 blab. But hey, you know, there's a lot to talk about anxiety. I mean, BB and I were kind of laughing before I let her talk a little bit. We were laughing because of the simple fact that we, this was coming down to the wire. And as you know, people always say, Greg, you know, your podcasts are always kind of prompt on time and you're ready to go. Well, in this particular case, we were T minus one minute, T minus two minutes beyond our time frame. And I was I was starting to get some anxiety, to be honest with you. But overall, before I let before I let BB speak, I want to say that she's a dear friend. I know a lot of people hear me tout about this a lot, about how many people I meet on LinkedIn and so forth and so on. Well, when you got 27,000 followers that follow you all the time, it's a good thing to kind of have people out there that you're always constantly meeting and building that network and building friends. And so BB, to me, is an upcoming influencer. She's a beautiful person inside and out. And I'll tell you what she's offering right now, the world needs because anxiety is running rampant, just like COVID. And so what I want to do before I let her speak is just to say that her website and her company's website, www.theirinnerroommate.com is how you can find her. And we're also going to be offering a promotional code for those that are listening for a 30-minute consultation using the discount code end anxiety. So we'll talk about that a little bit further down the road. But BB, I hope I did a wonderful job of introducing you. I know it was a lot of blah, 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 but you know. You what did. O- it was great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm great. I'm so excited great, to great. be part of the podcast and to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which I can't believe I'm saying that because I wouldn't be saying that four years ago, but anxiety. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, we're, we're delighted to have you on board. And, and certainly, you know, some of the things we want to talk about surrounding anxiety and the recovery and how you can regain control of your life. I think it's I think it's very important because, as I mentioned, you know, we're in a very tumultuous time, uh, even without COVID. You know, we got social uprising. We are in our presidential election year. People are out of work. I mean, there's so much anxiety out there. It, it literally just drives you crazy, you know, yeah, to even so think much. about some of those things. So let's kind of jump into some of our dialogue. Let's cut right to the chase. And I think the first question I want to tee up is your website and your business is called theinnerroommate.com. Mm-hmm. Share, share some light with our listeners on why you named it theinnerroommate.com. Yeah, for sure. So The Inner Roommate comes from the book, The Untethered Soul, which is one of my favorite books to have, I have ever read. I think everybody should read it. If you haven't, please grab a copy. <laughs> it's an amazing book. And one of the chapters is about um, your inner roommate. And that is, you know, the inner voice that we have always with us. And it talks about how the inner voice is not necessarily us. And when we're able to understand the difference, uh, we kind of set ourselves free in life. Mm -hmm. So I'm really in love with the name because I think we all have that. Obviously, we all have the inner voice. 
which is always around but doesn't always talk nicely to us sometimes it can really bring us down in life sometimes it's helpful as well but um, just to really differentiate that that's not really you it's the inner roommate ah okay okay understood understood so as we're talking about anxiety and some of the things surrounding the definition of anxiety can you explain to our listeners kind of what is anxiety? I mean, there's so many different definitions out there, so many different ways people can kind of view anxiety. And since you have been well-versed and experienced in anxiety, could you could you kind of walk us through what, what a definition of anxiety is? Yeah, so I think the people experience such different levels of anxiety, but I think the, uh, the root of it is that anxiety is an emotion um, that is really characterized by feelings of tension, Um, a lot of worried thoughts, um, which then causes blood pressure, all the symptoms. But the main cause of anxiety is fear. It always stems down to some sort of a fear. And uh, the buildup of that fear, the buildup of um, not taking care of the fears that you have in your life ends up in anxiety. Right, right. So... So as I understand it, as you've as you've alluded to, is the fear, and I want to kind of segue just a little bit to kind of provide a little bit into your backstory as to what we talked mm-hmm. about earlier in the uh, in the opening remarks. So you suffered from anxiety for approximately eight years, but yet you were on the forefront of interior design. You were also working for some of the luxurious brands uh, out there, Prada, Gucci, whomever. So. What was that like on a on a on a day to day basis for you? I mean, how how were you able to really kind of get to a point to where you realized you had a you had an issue or something that you had to cope with, and you begin to try to move forward in a direction to get yourself uh, steered in the right path? Yeah, for sure. So with mine was health anxiety. I had a very very bad phobia of getting cancer. Um, you know, it it moves back into my childhood and events that happened when I was young and I just kind of created this obsession with my body of always having to you know watch out for my body and also a family member of mine got cancer and I just uh, you know kind of saw how she transformed after this disease um, came to her and it just created this phobia for me and so um, you know living through life was really hard it was um, a constant battle I always had to, um, I was always living in fear, you know, this fear wouldn't leave me. And I just get like headache at work and I'm like, oh great, it's a brain tumor. Okay, then I would imagine my funeral. You know, it was really, really deep for me. And But I think one thing for me was I'm not giving up on it. I am right. gonna keep trying, I'm gonna keep getting help till I succeed. For me, it was, um, you know, a lot of times I I thought, okay, well, being dead is better than living like this because I'm not present. You know, I'm never present in my life. Um, I'm, I am always living in fear, but obviously I was the kind of person who I know I would never even attempt thinking about, you know, taking my own life or uh, I, w- I know I would be too scared to ever do something like that. So for me, there was only one way to go and that was the way of healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never really gave up on that. I just kept going to coaches and therapists and gosh, it was a lot of work. And um, 
but it worked. You know, I healed completely. I got to the root of my problem, got rid of my fear. And so the anxiety went away with it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think uh, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of relatable aspects. As you stated, you know, you were you were in fear of 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 cancer um, as, as being something that really drove you to a point where it, it kind of took you, as they say, out of out of mind, out of body experience based on this fear. And in a lot of cases, you know, these symptoms that occur from what I read in doing some of my research, you know, from pounding of the heart to rapid breathing. I mean, there's, there's all of these little simple things that we kind of take for granted that are really, you know, components of dealing with anxiety. And, uh, you know, as I read through a lot of the material getting prepared for this today, I realized, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying to myself, I kind of fit into that category in different situations with with being a business owner and a podcaster and a co-founder of a company and you know, you just got so many things going on that anxiety just happens to be a part of you, you know, uh, uh, dealing with life. And, and, and some of these symptoms that I read, I was like, my God, you know, those things happen to me, you know, sometimes more often than others. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, there's so many myths and truths about anxiety and and panic attacks can you walk us through some of what what really are facts versus fiction when it comes to the you know the myths and the truths about anxiety yeah for sure um so some of the ones that i mean i just love to talk about um one of the (laughs) one of the main ones is that you know they say all you need to do is pray meditate and sometimes they say pot can get you through this you know did you say pot did you say pot yeah yeah exactly a lot of people smoke weed because of anxiety but you know that's such a big myth because praying sure meditation sure all of those but you know those are what we call band-aid solutions so they're just kind of taking care of it for the moment but they're not actually taking care of your anxiety so that is a huge myth I when people have anxiety you know um, I talk to a lot of people sometimes and they say oh you know I have terrible anxiety but I pray okay but that's not going to really fix the cause of why you're feeling anxious right Uh uh so another one is people with anxiety could just snap out of it if they wanted to big myth no they can't because this is now lingered on fear or childhood traumas that have been going on for years and years and haven't been taken care of. So people with anxiety cannot just snap out of it if they wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, another one is they say some people are just worry warts and can't be treated. You know, that's right. not true again. Again, it's there's a root cause of why the person is feeling the way they're feeling. They're not just worry warts. They're you know, they're hurt, there's pain there, there's fear there. And um, anxiety will get better in time if you just want, if you just wait it out. That's not true because for me, you know, it, was, it wasn't getting better even when I was getting help. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not something people should wait out. It's people should really take action on it, find someone that is good for them and just really 
get to the bottom of why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Right. So those are some of the, yeah, big myths um, that are there. And I think the truth in those is, you know, just kind of what I mentioned after each one, that's, the, that's really the truth for anxiety. Sure, sure. So, you know, everybody, everybody now is, is dealing with, let's just say, three months or four months of being cooped up in their house and, you know, all of a sudden now things that, you know, you don't have as freedom, you know, for being able to go outside your home without a mask, to be able to go to the grocery store, to be able to go to sporting events, to be able just to kind of live life to the fullest is mm-hmm. now starting to really take hold. And so what would you say to those that are that are basically dealing with, let's just say, demons because of the simple fact that, you know, when you're away from your brother, sister, mother, cousin, or even your spouse for eight hours out of the day, you're only really interacting with them for maybe four or five hours. And then, oh, okay, maybe you're going to bed. So, I mean, that interaction per day is, is not necessarily a full day, but now people are experiencing hours of time with, you know, their significant others and family and friends because they're cooped up in the house. And so society is playing a huge role on anxiety right now. So what would be some of the things that as as you see things that are occurring today that you would provide as as kind of practices or or preventative measures or things that that may be able to help those that are kind of holding on to a book shaking it going, "Oh my god, I need to get out of here. What what can mm-hmm. I do?" you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um Definitely journaling. I would say journaling is such a good way to flush out the system uh, mentally. Writing a journal every day um, of how you're feeling. Because sometimes, you know, the things that you're feeling, especially during these times, you can't share with others. Everyone is dealing with their own stuff. Not everybody wants to hear something on top of that. And, you know, sometimes you're not comfortable sharing. So journaling is an amazing way um, to help you get past that. The other uh, one I think is very important is creating me time. Even though there's family members, there's lots going on, you know, the world is kind of shaking right now, but definitely create some sort of me time for yourself. So that means if you're going to go for a walk and listen to a nice podcast, or if you're going to take a bath, light a candle and listen to some, you know, relaxing music, people have forgotten to take care of themselves during this time you know they're just nervous and anxious and stressed and not really taking care of the soul so i think that's a really important thing to do um and one thing that i still do even when i had anxiety and i do it now um is i just i'm not a person to sit and meditate for like an hour that would drive me crazy but i really do take 10 minutes a day and just close my eyes and put my headphones on and just get into you know a state of trance and relaxation just for that 10 minutes and it helps immensely on how you're going to feel um, in the long run not that if you do it for one day and you're expecting to feel amazing the next day but if you do it repeatedly and on a continuous measure then you feel really great right 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 yeah, I think those are those are certainly commendable uh, recommendations because um, the the old cliche as uh, as I was always 
told as a kid when we would go to the cabin or go spend time in the woods is like, hey, you know, you're going to get cabin fever if you don't come out of there. <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of an understatement nowadays. People yeah. are, are beyond the cabin fever that that is currently uh, happening in the world. So let's let's kind of segue into something here where, you know, I, I, I think in a lot of cases, somewhat it's overlooked by us having the ability and the conscious means to make the right choice. You know, as they say, the power is inside of us. It is a mindset. It is it is a perception of how you take action in trying to, you know, repair or or get ahead or succeed in life. How important is the power inside of you to be able to cope and move forward in a manner to help deal with anxiety or in your case get beyond anxiety get beyond that fear yeah for uh, i truly believe every human being has the power to um, overcome their anxiety um mm-hmm. you know for me it was i had such bad anxiety i mean i can't even tell you but i had such bad anxiety that if someone would tell me you know you will not have anxiety one day i would think okay yeah that's funny sure because it was just it was it just didn't even seem possible mm-hmm. but doing all the work and now doing coaching and helping others end anxiety for them um it really gets to a place that i can see time after time that you know we're pretty much born empty and meaningless and i know that sounds really bad to some people but we're really born kind of as a blank canvas right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then things happen along our life so things happen in our childhood and our teenage years and our young adult life and our adult life and so we're just moving forward in life and no one's really taking care of these traumas or things that upset them or the fears that they have but these are things you picked up along the way and just like you pick them up you can put them down so the human body and just people's mindset is just such a place of power but it's really about taking that very first step in not even believing because i didn't believe that i could heal but just trusting and trusting your power you know just giving it a chance that it's better than living in the place you're living right now with anxiety right Right. Very well stated. Very well stated. <clears throat> I uh, I certainly find that uh, even 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 in the aspect of like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, some reading reading some of the material that I read uh, in preparation for this, and and just understanding what anxiety kind of really all is all about. You know, in the back of my mind, I at some points in time, you know, I just thought that. I could just get beyond, you know, the anxiety of, of always maybe worrying or always being anxious to do something or, or, or just the fear itself. But, but overall, over time, you know, I realized that, yeah, maybe there is an issue. Maybe there is a problem I had to deal with. And of course, I don't have you as my coach, but I've, I've brought in coaches <laughs> as well to yeah. basically kind of, you know, get me back on track. Uh, because as most of my listeners know, you know, I had a, I had an interesting experience back in 2012, which, uh, you know, kind of set me back and, and really derail my life, uh, as I know it, you know, back, back in 2012. So let's, let's dive into a little bit about, you know, kind of 
stepping ourselves away from, you know, the, the, the anxiety aspect and start to kind of consider what are the stages to, to helping us get back to some remnants of recovery? I mean, what, what does that, what does that look like when you, when you consider starting from a, starting from a perspective of where you were eight years ago, or, or maybe even longer, uh, what were, for, what were some of the first things you, uh, undertook in order to be able to kind of get yourself going in the right, right direction? Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I think there was four, and I can say to the listeners, there's four really important things here. One is that recognizing anxiety is not normal. You know, um, anxiety in fight or flight mode is normal. You know, when a dangerous situation rises and you have to act fast, that's normal. But anything outside of that is not normal. And unfortunately, nowadays, the word, the word anxiety and that, oh, I'm anxious, is kind of like a common word that people use. And, some, and I'm saying this from experience because a lot of times with my clients, we have a session and I say, okay, so what's your anxiety level now and they're like three so i'm like okay can you break that down for me and then we realize it's no it's actually just stress or mm-hmm. it's being worried but just it's like this word of anxiety is glued on top of that right so i actually banned my clients from using that word um, after a certain place in the program so recognizing that your anxiety is not normal you don't need it you don't need to hold on to it and that was the case for me you know, because I thought my sister, my sister, she had no anxiety. And then I was like, well, okay, I have so much anxiety. So I knew obviously my fear, my phobia is not normal. And therefore my anxiety is not normal. So recognizing that was one of the biggest things for me that kept pushing me towards uh, healing uh-huh. and then taking action on getting rid of it. You know, I believe, and I see with my clients and my clients after, you know, working together, they really see that you literally pick up anxiety along the way and you can drop it, you know? So, but you need to get, take action on doing that. Sometimes it's more work. Um, sometimes it's hard to go tap into places you don't want to tap into. You kind of put a lid on those things and you're like, I don't want to ever see this deal with this again in my life, but just to take the first action on maybe the possibility of getting rid of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, getting professional help is so important because you know doing the band-aid solutions with different things it's it's a band-aid but you are not going to be able to get rid of your anxiety yourself never because it's trauma it's fear it's things that are that have been layering on top of one another and so you really need a professional help to de-layer and take those apart for you. And I think the last one, which is super important, is really stepping out of your comfort zone. Having to let go of anxiety or giving up anxiety is definitely scary for a lot of people. Uh, People have gotten used to it. It's kind of like a part of their life. I just had a client say, when I first wanted to work with him, he felt like I'm gonna chop his leg off or his arm off. That's how Mm -hmm. he felt about giving up his anxiety. But to really be stepping out of that comfort zone because there's so much goodness and so much amazing things on the other side of anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow wow well <clears throat> certainly uh you know it's very hard as a professional i'm i'm 
I can put myself in this category, particularly being a an entrepreneur, professional. Um, you know, when people say you are, um, you know, you're just being afraid, or 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 you know, it's you're being a, a wimp. Uh, I was trying to use some positive words there, uh, but but basically, <laughs> you know, it it's it's kind of almost demoralizing in a way to where you don't want to uh, bring that weakness to the surface. You always want to to represent yourself, particularly if you're a consultant or, or if you're coming in as a solution provider, you always want to be a visionary uh, type of, of mindset person so that you're, 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 you're presenting yourself in strength, you know, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, in some type of masculinity type, type phase, because you don't want to show that weakness. And sometimes like, like you've talked about, you know, what's underneath the cover, you know, eventually bubbles itself to the top because when someone says, ah, oh, you're just being a wimp or, or you're weak or you're afraid or you're this or you're that, you know, that adds a lot of peer pressure and peer pressure in itself can can resonate at, as anxiety mm-hmm. and uh you know my company itself you know we work in a lot of different situations where it's you know it's there's tight deadlines very aggressive and you know you get all kinds of this and that coming from the client particularly when there's billions of dollars millions of dollars at stake and so the whole team you can just feel the tension in the room you know like you can cut it with a knife because everybody's yeah. going are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? But, you mm-hmm. know, we, we've been in these situations for so many times and, you know, we've well thought out our, our, our structure, our plans, our processes. And so we've got it well tuned at this point. But, you know, it, it took many, many, many years to finally get to that point, you know, with, with understanding how to deal with that pressure, you know, and certainly the first couple of times you just felt like, my God, you know, like like you stated earlier, I just feel like I'm going to die because it's just too much burden to have to put onto your shoulders and not have an outlet, a way to get rid of, you know, some of that mental anguish that you were going through, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought, at least for me back then, you know, I've got to figure out better ways to kind of cope and, and deal with that. And a lot of that came down to me finding an outlet, whether it was playing golf or exercising or doing something to kind of relieve that, that frustration, that stress, that tension, and kind of move that away from me so that I would have a clear way of thinking and being able to deal with our customers and our clients. And then another avenue uh, uh, that I want to segue into just, just for just a brief moment, and I kind of want to get your take on this, and it's not, it's not necessarily put you on the spot, but it's something that I think you know, as, as society as itself is putting so much anxiety and pressure out there on all races, you know, the, the thing is that I'm seeing right now is that there's a light being shined on, you know, certain communities. And mm-hmm. those communities have already been in kind of a very, you know, stressful, you know, carrying burden and carrying all of these different things on their shoulders and on their chest and really not opening up about, you know, the fact of how they feel or, or, or things that have been done, you know, whether it's been injustice or, or wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what would you say to those listeners that are out there in those communities that are dealing with this social uprising 
and they're just trying to figure out how can we move ahead? How can we find the equality, the togetherness where they're accepted in the overall society as being seen as equal? What what would you say to those people? Yeah, I think for sure um, anxiety is a lonely place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's nothing that you could really share with people too much or anyone will ever understand you. So you have to see it as it is a lonely place, but it is your life. It is important. Uh, you are important and you should really take care of it. If that funnels down into, you know, you're feeling like you're not being treated equal or you're feeling social anxiety or you're feeling you're being judged or you're having fear of unknown around the situations that are just going on in the world right now. Um, it's so important to see how you're feeling, notice how you're feeling and really take care of it. You know, not not always looking for the out answers um, outside of yourself, but just really saying, okay, I know I'm feeling anxious. I know I'm feeling fear. I know I'm feeling these things and um, they don't feel good, but taking care of your mind is everything because your mind is all that you are. That is your life and your life is important and it matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think when we first talked, <clears throat> I'm going to share with the listeners. I think you 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 described to me, and 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 it it really resonated with me because when you start saying to me when we talked the first time, mm-hmm. you alluded to you said you said Greg, you know, uh, as a part of what you dealt with and what you see in others is like, hey, when you have all of this anxiety, you know that that you're thinking about. You made the comment to me, you know, what do you think that's doing to your insides? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it was kind of like I, 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 I listened to you, but, you know, I kind of stepped away and then, you know, I, I heard you. But then it was like the light bulb went off. It's like, you know, if you're putting this much pressure on your mind and on your body, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, what what really is going on inside? Because, you know, we have so many diseases and various things where they really don't know how these things evolve and maybe it does come from stress or anxiety but who knows but mm-hmm. overall but overall i thought that point that we talked about about a week ago over the over the phone or excuse me over the video chat was uh was one of those moments that was like wow you know it it definitely makes you think about how you want to live your life and how you want to kind of break out of that shell and 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 be you know comfortable in what you're doing and not carry that burden and weight or that fear. So I, I just thought that was something that I would just. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It really does uh, play a, a big role on your health. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I had a phobia of cancer, but now I have a lot of cancer patients that I work with, mm-hmm. um, you know, because after they've done chemo and radiation, they're in a very vulnerable place and feeling very anxious, which is totally understandable. And, um, you know, it's interesting when we kind of go through the layers, they all say that, you know, I kind of brought on my cancer myself because, right. you know, I was, I was dealing with this and I was dealing with that and I felt the pressure. I wasn't taking care of it. Um, I knew I should, but I just didn't. I just kept pushing through life. And it, it's kind of the common denominator in a lot of my clients who have been through cancer. And they just, you know, feel, they feel responsible. So it's really important to, obviously other things cause cancer too. I'm not saying it's just your mindset, but 
I think it's a huge part of it. Stress and anxiety um, can really tap into your internals and make you sick, you know? So it's important to also look at it from that point. Your mind is so important. It is as important, not even as way more important than people. You know, you go to the gym, you want to look good. You want your cardiovascular to be doing well. But the mindset is so much more important because that's kind of, you know, the top um, and it just drips down to everything else. So that's got to be healthy or in the best shape that it can be for the rest to work properly and be good and for you to have a good life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got one more question before we get into our wrap up. And I, I guess out of everything that we've kind of talked about, um, you know, one of the things that typically happens with a lot of people, particularly as they're dealing with anxiety or they're dealing with pressure or stress, you know, it's it's how do you get to, I call it my Zen moment. You know, it's very funny. Sometimes if I got big presentations, I find a, find a way to get into my Zen moment and, you know, not necessarily think about what ultimately is going to happen five minutes from, from me stepping into the room, but basically just be in that, in that comfortable space. And so what would be your recommendation to our listeners to help them understand how to feel totally calm during moments of intense anxiety? Yeah, sure. And so I think number one is have giving up control not having to control everything and having this obsession with control um, trying to loosen up the control a little bit and um, being easy on your body about that my second favorite is a technique so this is actually a breathing that i do um, all the time myself and it's you know if you're in the office if you're standing up you can do it and you just sit down close your eyes and you, deep, you take a deep breath in through your nose and in a way that you're actually expanding the belly, not from the chest, but from your belly. Mm-hmm. So as you breathe in mm-hmm. through your nose, you expand the belly and you, know, you count to four or five, just as much as air that you can take in and hold it for three seconds and out the mouth. So you breathe in through the nose and out the mouth and you can just do this four or five times and it is magical the place it brings you to. It just makes you super grounded, super calm. And you could do it you know, on your office chair, right behind you before a presentation. Anytime you really feel that intense anxiety, this is an amazing tool to bring you back to earth. So let me just make sure I capture that. It might be something I want to try just to yeah. do something I mean, different. We could try it right now. <laughs> no, 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 not right now, not right now. So as I understood what you said, you said, sit down in a chair. You basically said, breathe through your nose and fill up your belly. Is that correct? Yeah. With the air? Okay. You you can even put your hand on your stomach and you'll know when you're breathing from lungs or actually breathing into the belly. So you just take a deep breath in through your nose and expand the belly and just hold the breath there for a few moments and you release the air from your mouth. And you just do that four or five times and you feel amazing. Wow. Wow. It really works well. I'm going to try that. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some, some feedback on that. If that works for me, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm, for sure. It's a very powerful tool. Excellent. 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 Well, listen, BB, we're, we're, we're uh, close to wrapping up our time. I'd like to be able to kind of jump into a little bit of a, of a recap and some of the notes that I've captured here 
particularly from where we talked about the myths and the truths of anxiety and panic attacks. I think you said, you know, first and foremost, you want to avoid the Band-Aid solutions uh, because basically they do nothing more than just provide a Band-Aid. It's just like a a cut, a a, a kid's boo-boo. You know, eventually you're going to have to deal with the real, the reality of the problem. You also, you also stated that you just can't snap out of it. Um, you know, in the context of these things take time and, uh, you have to be able to, to kind of work towards, uh, getting yourself kind of out of the hole as, as they would call it. Uh, what we used to say in the military, Hey, come out of that hole, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and be able to, and can, and kind of be able to work your way, you know, like you're going up a ladder. Uh, I think the next thing you said here regarding the myths and the truths is that, you know, worry warts you know people say hey you're just a worry wart and I, and I believe you said hey you know it can be treated I mean people say it can't be treated but you're basically telling us that it can be treated and and I believe you because of the simple fact that you know I've seen people state that to me because when I'm dealing with a customer or a client and I know not only reputation company and there's multi millions of dollars at stake and you give them the wrong answer, then yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely worried at, <laughs> at, at that point. Uh, and then the last thing I think you said regarding the truce and the myths is that you just can't wait it out. You know, you, you have to kind of, you have to kind of take some action to be able to, to kind of move yourself uh, forward. And then some of the positive notes, which, um, uh, you know, I, I found myself, at least now through COVID, outside of being creative, uh, trying to figure out how to how to do some of the things that you've just talked about, you know, and, and, and one of the positive things that you said was, you know, writing a journal, um, you know, try to write down how you feel uh, every day, you know, what what has kind of transpired as, as being one of the positive takeaways. The other thing also is me time. You know, me time sometimes doesn't necessarily mean that you you have me time. I mean, I know there's listeners out there, moms and and fathers that have kids and, you know, you're working and other various things. But but what you're basically telling our audience is basically take the 10 minutes, take the five minutes, take the 15 minutes and make sure you have time for yourself to rejuvenate your mind, body, and spirit. And, I, and if I'm and if I'm wrong there, correct me, but I think that's, that's kind of how I, I gathered that. Uh, the next thing you indicated was relaxing music. Now, I can tell you, BB, music <laughs> is something that I truly love, you know, and I, li- I listen to a lot of jazz music, and that was one of the things why we put a jazz track behind our published product with Cut to the Chase because, you know, it provides that soothing um, a psyche to to people kind of being in a relaxed mindset in order to be able to kind of just really tune in to people's words. And, you know, the other two things is basically you said meditation. Meditation, of course, to me, it reminds me of like uh, like yoga, which I've never tried. You know, right. in, a lot of, in a lot of cases, people say it's, it's a wonderful thing, um, you know, to sit down and just free your mind, free your spirit and try to basically kind of relax, you know, uh, your worrying and, and, and put your, put your body in a state of mind of, of relaxation. And then the one thing that, that I think that really everyone should, should try and kind of grab hold of, because, you know, 
the way I look at it right now is, is to everybody that's listening, even though we all feel like we're at the bottom right now, there's only one way up, you know? I mean, you, you just can't say it's, we're, you know, the situation in society is going to get worse. No, it's got to get better. So, you know, really the power is inside of us. I mean, I, I think that's a perfect um, kind of quote that we'll take away from our podcast today that you stated is that the power is inside of us to be able to take action and kind of move ourselves in a manner that provides us with recuperating and recovering and regaining control of our life. So I'd like to basically give you the floor if there's any final remarks or comments or things that you would like to leave with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd really like to say to the listeners, um, I have, if you have anxiety and you're listening, or if you know someone who's had anxiety and you're listening, um, I know what it feels like. I know it's very hard. I have been there. Um, I never thought I'm going to get well. I didn't think it was a possibility. And, um, you know, I really encourage you to give up your fear and just take the first step. And that's just, you know, um, start to see maybe the possibility of healing for yourself and for your anxiety. The power is really inside you and you deserve an amazing life and you deserve your mindset to be fully there and so you can live a present life. Awesome. 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 So to our listeners, once again, I just like to make sure everybody has uh, BB's website. It is www.theinnerroommate.com once again www.theinnerroommate.com and we'll make sure we put it out there in our promotional campaign as well as in our cover art marquee for those that want to reach out uh, to BB and then also she's offering a 30 minute uh, promotional code consultation with her and that uh, promotional code is END ANXIETY E-N-D, anxiety, just like it's spelled. And so with everything we've talked about, BB, this has been very exciting, very much therapeutic for me. I mean, I, I love podcasting for the fact of just meeting people and having an opportunity to hear their story. And certainly based on what we've talked about today, the basis of anxiety, recovering and trying to regain control of your life, you provided us with some very insightful uh, information not only from your professional experience but from your personal life and we greatly greatly appreciate having you on board as a special guest and yeah thank you look- so much for having me it's been yeah, such absolutely. a pleasure absolutely and to our listeners this is episode 31 anxiety this is your host gregory proctor thank you very much have a wonderful day be safe out there people please be safe bye bye